0: Welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I am one of your hosts, Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Plays.
1: And I'm your other host, Hill House, from the Big Love Club. Sweet.
0: (laughs) I'm really out of the swing of this. Uh, We took a couple of weeks off, and on top of that, uh, we're both under the weather right now. So if we both sound like way deeper voice than we normally do, um, that's probably
1: why. Um, but it's not COVID, (laughs) so you are you are safe this is a covid free episode i just want you to know that no delta Um, variant here
0: (laughs) um this is episode 101 i believe the 100th episode is just posted probably by the time you hear this wowzers um so we are we're we're in the triple digits now and i think that's crazy um but there's a lot of news that's happened since our last episode, so we're not going to cover everything, Yeah, there but really is, um, yeah. I did want to touch on a few news stories that I thought were really cool. Absolutely. Some stuff that um, There's some stuff that calls back to things I talked about on the show years ago, and I'm really yeah. excited to talk about that. Yeah, it that. does.
1: Actually, I was reading some of your notes, and you're absolutely right on that. It It's crazy. <laughs> right. You know, we've been doing a lot of that, <laughs> if you think about it. We've been doing a lot of that, where... Uh, things that we talked about a year ago and then all of a sudden everything's come into fruition and we're like holy crap you know we did a we did a story about that and gave right. our, our you know unfettered opinion on it and look what's happened and a lot of the times we've <laughs> kind of called <laughs> what was gonna happen you know which I I thought was pretty interesting but yeah yeah it's been a neat it's been a neat uh 101 episodes man for sure to see everything that has happened after we've done stories and whatnot, and what's come out of it. So, yeah. It's pretty neat.
0: Yeah, and I'll let you start our episode off, because I didn't really play any new games. Um, Basically, all I've really had time to play is um, Fortnite. I think I did play some really cheap indie games, um, but I don't know them off the top of my head. I might talk about them next episode. Um, But... (laughs)
1: Yeah, I played oh, is that, I, I played a lot. I, I of thought games. what you were
0: typing was a comment on me playing Fortnite, but okay. Oh no, no, I not thought at you all. You were calling me scum. No, not at all. <laughs>
1: um I have I have actually done something that is it's going to baffle people's minds because usually you are the game player and I have played a shit ton of games new games, gotten out of my comfort zone, played some stuff I never would have thought I would have played and j- have honestly have been having the time of my life doing it. Um, and real quick, I'll even just say this real fast. Uh, first game that I'm going to talk about that I played, fucking Minecraft, bro. I played Minecraft. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I, this is something I swore to God I would never try and never play, but I see the appeal. I played it and it was only for a couple of hours, but it's I, very zen. Oh my God, <laughs> it, there is so much that you can do with this game. And the modding to it alone is absolutely incredible. I did not play enough of it to where I feel I can give you any kind of intelligent review of the game, but I can tell you this based on what people have told me and what I experienced for the couple of hours that I played, it is something that I will, that I'm going to keep on my PC. Um, One of the things that I've been doing with Xbox and PC is I've been going through my games and deleting what I do not play. There are a shit ton of unnecessary games on my PC. And so I've been getting rid of several of them and making decisions on what it is that I want to play and not getting pigeonholed into one game again like Overwatch, which I did and which is probably going to happen with one of the games that I'm going to be telling you about anyway, so I don't know why I said that. Uh, But anyway, so yes, I played... uh, uh, Minecraft and I actually enjoyed it. And I, I, like I said, I see the appeal and I definitely will be going back to that game. However, there are some other games that I played a ton of. And one of the games that I'm just completely addicted to right now is PGA tour 2k 21. Um, I put in the notes that this is my new Mecca because Kiki and I used to play Kiki is my wife. Um, for those of you who may not, are maybe new to the show, uh, Kiki and I used to play a lot of Tiger Woods PGA Tour uh, back in the day. And we played on PlayStation when we had one. And uh, it was cool because, you know, you had all this extra crap you could do to it and spin. And you could buy these just crazy crap, man, that you could do with the ball that you should not normally be able to do. PGA Tour 2K21 is not like that at all. Um, It actually hits what the club is supposed to hit. Uh, It actually hits with the wind. Uh, The physics on it are refreshing, they're clean, Um, it's just a completely well-built and beautiful, beautiful game. I have put a lot of hours into this game already on Xbox alone. I do plan on getting it on PC because I want to see, since you link your um, uh, account uh, with your Xbox then your account is linked to that game. So I'm thinking that it's still going to be linked and they may just cross over. So I'm going to try that out. Hopefully that will work because I want to see uh, what it looks like on PC alone because this game is uh, probably better on a next-gen console. I bet it looks absolutely amazing. It already looks completely beautiful to begin with. Um, But the gameplay, man, the gameplay is very real and unforgiving. Uh, You set up your bag accordingly, I've actually done some research online and tried to find what are the best clubs to have all the way around for when I start going to some of the online societies that I'm going to play with against real people. Um, because, yes, I am I'm building my handicap up. Uh, the average handicap in the United States is 16.4. And the PGA Tour, the average handicap is 28+. So what I'm working on is trying to get to at least a 20, 25. And then I'm going to try to play online right now. I'm at a 9.6. So, uh, but the game has a really good, easy learning curve. If you like any kind of sports games and, you know, if you generally are not a sports type of person, this might be the game for you. Cause this is what it was for me. I don't like playing football. <laughs> I don't like playing basketball. I don't like playing baseball. I love watching baseball. And, you know, football and basketball, just kind of outside my zone. It's just, you know, basketball I'll watch before football. But this, man, this, it, it, it's got me wanting to actually watch golf again. And the uh, the views and the absolute beauty of the way they put it together is incredible. The number of golf, cor- golf courses there are, uh, the create a course program that they have on it. And, you know, you have to start out at a school. You have to get in the top 50, which took me several times of playing those rounds to get to the top 50. Once you do that, then you can go to the tournament for the school. If you make the top 25 out of those eight or 11 rounds that you have to play, then you can make it to the PGA Tour. So right now I'm in the PGA Tour finally, and I'm looking to play. I have to play 33 games to complete the PGA Tour, 33 rounds. So I don't know how many I have, but I have won uh, five events. Uh, got in first place and they were hard, man. They were not easy. There were so many come from behind wins. So it's, it's a great game. Um, If you're looking for a little bit of competition or people you can play with, uh, I play with Kiki all the time and we have a blast. We just have a good time. She kicks my ass too. Uh, We played here before the podcast and she was 14 under par and I was, uh, I think seven under. Yeah. So she smoked me, Um, (laughs) but it is a great game. So I recommend PGA tour 2k21. 100 uh next one that i guys wanted to tell you about is a game that i just came back to and it's called scum uh scum is a very detailed very insisting uh uh survival game um it's nasty it's brutal it's rude uh if you are if you are have a weak constitution at all i do not recommend that you play the game uh you can Google scum and see some really nasty, but interesting videos of the way people uh, kill each (laughs) other and make sure uh, you
0: Google it with, with the word video game.
1: (laughs) Yes. Scum video game. Um, but, uh, and make sure that, you know, honestly, this is not something that you want your kids to see. Uh, it is a very mature game. Um, cause let's just start with this, uh, character customization. Um, you can actually determine things, whether you're male or female, as to the size of your breasts or your penis. Um, that actually affects your attributes as far as your intelligence, your strength, whatever. And uh, I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to throw this out there because I leave all that stuff blurred so you don't actually see it. You have the option to take it off so you can actually see the ding dong or the boobies or the whatever. Uh I leave it all blurred because I stream, you know, and there are certain uh, terms of service that you have to abide by, of course. And uh, even though it is a mature stream. However, um, one of the things I recommend if you're going to play the game, you just put it all the way to zero. Even if it's your ding dong, suck up your pride and put it all the way to zero. You'll thank me and start with the age of 31. You'll thank me. Your attributes are much higher. They're much better. Everything is rounded up quite well. And, uh, you'll be a lot more successful when you start out in the world because you have to pay attention to what you're doing. Um, but let me just say this scum, a lot of people already know about it, but it has a refreshing new look to it. They have done some great updates to the game. It is very, very highly detailed. And, uh, this is actually a game that I've decided I'm going to get my own server to. And, uh, it's going to have 10 slots so my friends will be able to come on it's going to be a pve only environment i've already started building it and i've gone from 300 zombies up to 1000 because i would like it to be a little bit of a challenge um and stuff like that lots of game to hunt uh lots of you know vehicles to find and all sorts of stuff so it's going to be a lot of fun you're going to get the best of the best gear and have a good time and still be you know possibly one-shotted by some of the zombies so uh, depends on what I decide to give them the strength to do. But, yeah, it's a great game. Um, getting back into it. Uh, actually deleted a couple of games to make room for it because uh, I just took a little bit of time and checked it out, and it's, it's gotten so much better. Uh, Scum has really done a really good job on it. So uh, next thing that I want to talk about is a game that I just got turned down to. Uh, people were telling me about a game called Spin Tires, and you can't find Spin Tires anymore. It used to be on uh, Steam, but there were some issues with Spin Tires. And um, they had some sort of a debate or some sort of an argument or something happened. What well, ended up being taken out the Steam store, and I didn't know that. Uh, you can still buy keys to it, but I don't know how you're able to download it because it's not on Steam. So, yeah, kind of weird. But I'm going to tell you something. Snow Runner is one of the best driving simulator games I have ever played in my life. It is so freaking cool. This game... These people have put some serious intelligence into the physics of water, mud, dirt, snow, ice. Everything that you can slide on, get stuck in, anything in a vehicle. These guys have put 100% physics into this stuff. So it, it I switched to, uh, let's just put it this way. I switched to a, uh, a first-person view. And I'm sitting in the, uh, the driver's seat looking out the... The truck window in some of my first, you know, uh jobs that I had to do. You have to deliver some things and move to, you know, clear out the map in order to move on to the next map. And I'm telling you, it was tough. There was one spot where I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to follow the road. Everything's going to be fine. You know, and you're sliding a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. You're trying to Level it out, use the right amount of gas, switch it over into four-wheel drive, switch it into low while you're driving. All these different changes that you got to be constantly aware of. Make sure that you've got enough gas, all that stuff. So I'm watching all these things and I'm doing it Well, I get stuck in the mud. It was probably about four-foot deep mud. It took me 20 (laughs) minutes playing this game to finally back up at the right angle to where I could go on the grass around it and... Because I finally realized, okay, you don't have to stay on the road. You have to figure out a different path. You have to watch the environment. This game is so freaking cool. I've talked to people that have advanced to different maps and they're like, yeah, fine, you finish that map. But then they're going to send you to, say, Alaska. And Alaska is a completely different beast. The physics of the snow and the ice and everything are completely different. And it's like starting the game all over again. I am so excited to get the new vehicles to. Build everything up. And what's even better about it is it's a co-op. That's the cool thing. So you can travel with your friends, which we're going to be doing tomorrow. I will be streaming it and uh, uh, traveling with a buddy of mine that I work with and uh, helping each other out. Uh, If I get stuck, he can winch me out. I can winch him out. It's, It's this cool thing that you can do to make things happen. And it's team-based without the combat and the craziness and all that stuff. So, Snow Runner, guys, if you're into that kind of thing, which I really didn't think I would be, it's just completely, completely awesome. Uh, no, next thing that I want to talk about is a new game called Due Process. It's really not new. Um, I can't remember exactly when it came out. I want to say that it came out in 2017. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Completely wrong, guys. It came out in 2020. I was looking at something else. And uh, this is a teamwork um, an actual communication game that's kind of like CSGO meets uh, Rainbow Six meets Valorant. Um, but without all the superpowers, it just has that mm-hmm. look and that style. It's almost like a Valorant uh, uh, meets Borderlands kind of art style to it. It's really, really cool, highlighted certain areas. But the thing that I thought was really neat about this game is, like I said, it's team-based, but it is procedurally generated maps. And at the beginning of the game, you have to pick your loadouts, pick your weapons. Everybody knows what that is. And then you also have a map that you can draw on with your your mouse and figure out where you're going to lay your barbed wire, where you're going to lay your mines, where you're going to do this, whether you're defending or you're attacking. And you could draw a, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum. If you're attacking, you could draw where you're going to go attack in. What rooms are going to be the best one to breach in order to get to them with a good line of sight. All these different things that go into it. And, you know, I was getting my ass kicked. I'm not going to lie. It was, you know, a little bit nuts. There's four different, you know, maps that are on there. The Dome, Factory, Kill House, and the Sea Store. And you play three rounds of attacking, three rounds of defending. And it was just insane. I was getting killed left and right. I was trying to look at the map and not getting the loadout ended up with just one pistol and one magazine and or a knife and trying to get through the damn thing and I just couldn't do it. So but all of a sudden it clicked. Uh, the game really doesn't have a huge learning curve and, if you've played any kind of shooters, you're probably going to catch on really quick. I'm not exceptionally good at them, but if you're one of those people that can play those games, then you're probably going to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, but in my last one of my last games that I played, I was the last person alive. They all expected me to die. They had four people left on the team and I almost wiped the entire team. Uh, got to the last guy and I was hit a couple of times and uh all it took was one or two shots and he got me, but I had him just at the cusp of dying. And uh but yeah, it was a It's a very, very good game. Uh, if you're into that kind of stuff, it's one of those ones that I recommend. Uh, this is going to be unusual when I get done with this because uh, I, I've loved every single game that I've played this time. Uh, it's just nuts. Last game that I want to tell you about is Escape from Tarkov. This is not a new game. This game has been in beta since uh, 2017. You have to buy the game in order to participate in the closed beta. But I'm telling you, man, this game is so polished, so good looking, so hot uh, and so ultra realistic when it comes to the sounds of the weapons and the combat style. It is absolutely nuts. You're playing in matches called raids and you are part of either one of two private military companies called USEC, which is United Security, or BEAR, which is Battle Encounter Assault Regiment. And it's all Russian. Um, They speak in Russian together. It's voice proximity chat. And the coolest thing that I love about this game is there are no name bars above anybody's head, whether they are enemy or friendly. Uh, I did take out one of my friends. Uh, He shouldn't have been standing there in the corner, and he should have answered me when I asked him if he was my buddy. So he didn't, and I killed him. Uh, (laughs) But like the nice friend that I am, I waited by his body until, you know, made sure nobody took his crap until I was uh, promptly killed. And then they took everything. However, we did play a few matches together and we won three of them. Uh, We ended up surviving. The name of the game basically is survival. Uh, You either get to one of the extraction points, which are on your map. You uh, can do uh, quests that you pick up that are inside the game, uh, different objectives that you have to complete. So it's a really cool, very ultra realistic game. I love the sound of the weapons, uh, the way that the weapons sound when they're firing uh, are just almost spot on. I mean, it, it, I, I've spent a lot of time around military weapons and it just sounds so close to the real thing. It's just, it's just really neat. Um, but I recommend it guys. If you can get a chance to pick it up, like I said, it's still in a closed beta, but this game is absolutely beautiful and awesome. Uh, escape from Tarkov, uh, very high learning curve. Um, a lot of things that you need to examine and inspect in order to learn about them, like iron sights and things like that, before you can use them on your weapon and you can actually get new pieces, put them together and build your weapon even better. Uh, you know, And if you die, you do lose your stuff. Uh, you have to basically start from scratch and get new gear uh, unless you insure it. Uh, if you insure it before you go on a mission, then you have the opportunity of possibly getting most of it back, just not everything. So it does take a while. But uh, yeah, Escape from Tarkov, if you're not too hung up on keeping your shit, I recommend you play it because you will die and you will lose some stuff. But uh, really, that's all the new games that I played, except for a new one that I'm going to be doing a story on. I figured I'd go ahead and uh, stop uh, jibber jabber and give you a chance to talk a little bit. But I'm going to be talking about a new game that's come out. Finally, Um, I'm in the closed beta for it, and I've been waiting for this like. A freaking salivating dog, man! But New World from Amazon, and uh, I got some uh, news to tell you all about that here in a little bit. Sweet. Um, Damn. Then let me just roll. (laughs) Sorry, I just I played a ton of shit, dude.
0: You're good. I'll probably uh, have an equally long intro next week. Um, Right on. But yeah, let me roll the music real quick. That way we can run into the news, and I just want to cover a couple of. Stories.
1: Yeah, go for it, bro. And, uh, let's do it. Let's do that. Woo! News pitch. News pitch. News pitch. Oh, yeah, it's time for the news, bitch!
0: Okay, so the first thing in news I have this week um, is that um, as of the day we're recording this, it's the 25th, but tomorrow the 26th, Blinks, the Time Sweeper, I believe is what it was called, is being added to Game Pass, which is really cool because um, it's one of those great uh, classic Character games from the original Xbox, and it has not been. I was hoping actually for like a remaster because uh Voodoo Vince uh got one, and I was hoping that Blinks would get the same treatment, but um, since then, Game Pass has come out and they've been slowly putting some original Xbox games onto. Not only Game Pass, but just on the Microsoft store in general. Yeah, yeah. But to see this game in Game Pass is really cool. I'm very excited to play it. Um, it's a game that I never got a chance to complete, Yeah. because I never had the original Xbox. Um, but I remember I played a lot of demos of it, and I thought it was the coolest concept for a game. And If I was... <laughs> the thing is, I was so young when the Xbox came out. If I was to buy that system... I probably would have bought it for Blinks because they had some other titles that were trying to sell it. But for me at the time, I was not as into Halo as I was into like platformers. Yeah. And Blinks was kind of a platformer like Voodoo Vents in the sense where you kind of just, you know, ran around a world with uh, cool mechanics and you collected things and shit like that. And I thought that was really cool. And I'm excited to play it because it's like it's like this moment in time that I didn't have. Like, I have no idea when it came out. It probably came out over 15 years ago. What, Blinks? What am I talking about? I think it was a launch title.
1: 2002.
0: 2002? Dang. It's like 20 October, years old October already.
1: of 2002, yeah. And then uh, the so sequel yeah. came out in 2004. Blinks 2, Masters yeah, so of I'm, Time and Space.
0: Yeah, so I was like 10 when it came out. <laughs> oh my God. But anyway... But anyway, but anyway, I'm 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 really excited for it to be added because it's like I don't know. It's one of those things where it's hard to compare it to other things from your childhood. But like, let's say there was like something that you thought was really cool when you were a kid, but you never had it, and then they like brought it back. Like whether it was a drink or a snack or something, it would kind of take you back to that thing where you're like, this was an opportunity that I never had. You know, and, it's like me and I don't know. Me it's kind of that Jolt same Cola. feeling where I think it's really cool that it's being. <laughs> Would you say? It's Old? like
1: me and Jolt Cola. When I found Jolt Cola in the freaking Dollar General's here, and now you can't find it anywhere. It's gone forever. Right. I think. Again. Yeah, I'd have to go to Japan yeah. to get it.
0: See, that's how I felt when they brought Pepsi Blue
1: back. How dare they make something also... with real sugar and real caffeine? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Real caffeine. <laughs> Not this
1: laboratory shit. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> but yeah, it. I'm excited for blinks being added to Game Pass. Yeah, that should that's be a tomorrow. Good, that's a good one. Uh the next thing in news I have is that Netflix announced, I think it was today or yesterday, I forget, um, that they're going to be moving into the gaming uh industry. Yeah. Which is interesting. And I have a lot of opinions on it, and maybe we can talk about it more on another episode when we get more information. Yeah. But they have slowly been adding uh, programs that allow you to interact with them. Uh, there's a lot of kids' shows now that are like choose your own adventure things. Yep. Where you'll be watching a show, and then they say, Do you want to press A or B button? You know, yeah, it and it a chooses a path.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But remember, and, you remember, uh, you said that. You know, you kind of gave it that that title, I think, um, and then you kind of see it online now about Xbox Game Pass, where what they're doing with the Game Pass Ultimate and EA Play, basically, they are the Netflix of gaming. So it makes sense right. that you know they're copying that model. So Netflix is probably looking at it, just saying, "Hmm, you know, this is a this is a potential that we're not even in yet."
0: Right. And I read that. Netflix has, I believe, I forget how many hundred of million subscribers they have, yeah. but it's insane. Yeah, But anyway, they have that built-in audience, and they said that they were not going to increase the price of Netflix. That they were just going to slowly roll some games into it, which means they're not going to initially increase the price. Uh, if they turn into a platform that has like 30 titles that are competitive with what PlayStation and Xbox are coming out with. Of course they're going to increase the price. Oh yeah. It'll be
1: 1499 like game pass. It'll be something like that. Actually,
0: actually it's like already 1499. I was about to also add that Netflix has gone up so much in the last three years that it's doesn't need to be increased. Oh wow. Yeah. I haven't used Um, it in a while. (laughs) Yeah. If you have a family plan, I think it's like 18 or 19 a month. It's insane. It's gone up a lot. Um, but that's a whole nother subject on um, Netflix's pricing. But anyway, uh, the idea that they have gaming is kind of something that shouldn't be surprising. I think a lot of people aren't surprised because they've already had those choose-your-own-adventures. There's even the more adult-aimed show, uh, Black Mirror had that movie called Bandersnatch, where it was like a choose-your-own-adventure, and I thought yeah. that was a cool idea. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, when Telltale went bankrupt uh they for a short period i don't know if it's still on there but initially they added some Telltale games to netflix i think the minecraft ones and since basically they're just you don't actually like do much in the games you just make uh decisions with dialogue kind of like a story uh, based worked. game yeah yeah and uh so uh, those were kind of the transitional things where i guess it gave them the idea that they can uh add video games to it. So I would I would like to see how it plays out. They did mention that they were going to focus on mobile gaming. And with mobile gaming, that's I don't know. You know I don't know if it's they ca- say that because they don't want to get immediately banned from Xboxes and PlayStations. (laughs) Well, I
1: think, though, that that actually is because I was reading your notes earlier and I was thinking about that. And I think that's actually a good move for them. And the reason why is all these other companies are already getting into the whole game streaming thing. Right. So that's basically what Netflix is going to do. But if they focus on the mobile gaming, there is a huge upswing in mobile gaming and mobile streaming right now. And I think now would be a good time for them to get in on it, especially if they've already been working on this like a project and they have it ready to roll out. If that's the Mm -hmm. case and they're ready to do that with, say, anywhere from three to ten test games that they want to throw on mobile, I I think it's a good jump because they could actually corner that market because there's not a lot of streaming companies that are going to focus on both of them. They're going to be mostly focused on one or the other. And since Netflix right. is a mostly a movie one, I think mobile gaming is probably the best option for them because it does make sense with what they're doing. They could have a subgenre in there of mobile gaming, and it's – I mean, a lot of people watch Netflix on their phones. It makes sense.
0: Yeah, but with mobile gaming, it means that they're going to be butting heads against Apple once again.
1: Um, yeah, but I don't think they're going to ex- have too much of a problem with that. Netflix can hold their own with them. I think they can do it.
0: I believe <laughs> okay. you, Netflix. Well, um uh, with the whole Epic court case with yeah, Apple, yeah. Uh Epic is at issues and then Game Pass has to use a web browser, which you have to like it's very complicated with that. And um I don't know. It, it it's interesting that they're focusing on that because if they did say that they were going to focus on gaming to be allowed on streaming platforms, um there would be immediately a conflict of interest on Xbox and PlayStation if they allowed Netflix to do that on their (laughs) systems. Because in a sense, you'd be gaming through another um, service. It's interesting. I would like to see how it all plays out because they have to be careful with how they approach it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could immediately run into butting heads with people. And but I, I think um, if
1: they do it right though, it's, it'll be more of a competitive approach, but I think they can actually make it happen if they stick to that kind of, you know, thing they could even make a separate app called the Netflix mobile gaming. You know, it could just be Netflix mobile gaming as se- a separate service, you know, I. It could be anything like that. Yeah. We I mean we're just spitballing right now. I heard now some people talking about that too. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't know how they implement About being a separate this. app, maybe. And it's it's quite possible. It could be a separate mobile gaming app that is just where you stream mobile games. Um so basically in that respect, it would be like an Apple store. It would be a Netflix gaming store. Um, but they I think they have, you know, every right and every uh, uh bit of ability to go up against Apple in this kind of respect i i think that they can actually do it you know part right. of me would like to see it happen to be honest with you um some of these companies like that have been way too big for way too long in my eyes and i just think that a little competition would not hurt the consumer <laughs> you know what i mean right
0: it is also interesting because netflix paved the way for two very popular services they were the first yes. popular mail-in disc company yep uh, they were before Gamefly. Gamefly was the game copy of Netflix. And then they were the first streaming service that was popular. I used to use Netflix and as
1: a as a mail in movie service. I loved it.
0: Yeah. A lot of people did. Yeah. I mean, that's what put them in business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um you know what's so crazy is it still exists. I saw a video on YouTube about that. About how does it still exist? Like, who is still using it? Who? Who? who yeah. <laughs> but it's still there. There's still a disc. I don't think I uh, bought plan. a
1: DVD for a hundred years.
0: It, it's there, but there's Red Boxes. But even Red Boxes seem more viable than Netflix. Yes. On disc, because at least it's like a, you just spur the moment made the decision as you were walking out of the store.
1: <laughs> Netflix, you're <laughs> or, welcome. You can put up flicks, yeah. flicks boxes.
0: I always thought it was funny that Netflix and Redbox use the same colors, too. Yeah. I always thought that was really yeah. weird. Um, I was I always thought that maybe they were owned by the same people, but I don't think so. <laughs> they have completely different business models. Um, the other thing is, to see Netflix do this move means that they're no longer paving the way in this. So it is weird that they're jumping on a train, yeah. but hopefully because they're doing it and it doesn't look like a greedy move because they're saying that you're not going to pay for it. It's like an added service. It feels more like something like that Apple would do where Apple tries to bundle things together to make you feel like you're getting more for what you're paying for. But overall, you know, just more subscriptions. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I assume we will be talking about this more in the future because my next two stories um, are both things that we've been talking about since like two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so the first one's really funny um, it's that Skull and Bones got some updated news, you may have seen these headlines because it's just so insane but Skull and Bones has increased its budget to 120 million dollars and it is being rebooted basically it is, they're starting back from scratch again and if you don't know anything about Skull and Bones Skull and Bones is a pirate naval game that ubisoft was uh, i don't know why i said that said that so u- weird uh ubisoft was developing and they announced it back in 2017 i believe or 2016 one of the two and it has been delayed so many times <laughs> uh, i think it has been rebooted at least once um, also lead developers have left multiple times it is they said because of a unhealthy work environment and basically the whole, like, development basically just being a shit fest, they have rebooted <laughs> yeah. it again. And the reason they're rebooting it is from the most ridiculous reason of why they're not canceling it is because they have a deal with the Singapore government that requires its completion. And because of that, they say it will be released in 2022. Oh wow. Now I saw that the developers of this game, they're being it's being developed by Ubisoft Berlin and Ubisoft Singapore. I'm assuming that their whole ability to work in Singapore must have had some deal about this game being made and that if they canceled this game that they probably wouldn't be allowed to still exist in Singapore. <laughs> and they've funneled so much money into it that at this point There's nothing they can do besides release it. So what's so weird is that they're choosing to reboot it. Because from a business standpoint, this has already been a loss. It's already a waste of time, money, labor, and you're being forced to release the game. Why wouldn't you just release an unfinished game or a really shitty game next year? You know, because, I mean, that does suck and we hate companies that do that this is Ubisoft we're talking about. They don't have a huge high standard. And at the end of the day, it's already not going to break even, you know. So, I don't know. I'm very, I have mixed feelings about this, but the fact that they said 2022 is too short and too long, in my opinion. It's too long of a time for the game to come out and be shitty. Because why not just release it next year in twenty uh, 20 uh, it is yeah. next year. What am I talking about? It's 2021 right now. <laughs> so I guess I'm wrong. Um, I guess it will be shitty if they're rebooting it and trying to release it within a year on a game that has been in development for five years. Then I guess it is going to be shit. <laughs> so n- never wow. mind. It's actually not too long. Um, it's just it's just crazy to think about how how much wasted time and resources have been put into this game because we've seen so many ads for Skull of Bones before the show. I was reviewing some notes. I started to laugh because I saw that on the Wikipedia page and then I checked the uh, <laughs> the citing of the source but Skull and Bones won E3 2017 it, it didn't win it was nominated for the great game critics best original game best online multiplayer awards <laughs> meaning <laughs> it had some sort of like working demo in 2017 that won some E3 awards or it was nominated for E3 Awards from the critics. And that was in twenty seventeen. Come four years later, the game has been canceled like twice and rebooted. Oh, and um, we're now hearing that by the Singapore government is being forced to be finished. And so what's so funny is you when this game releases, it's still gonna say E3 nominated best original game multiplayer on a sticker on it. And it's gonna have nothing to do (laughs) with that original demo that some critics saw at E3 in a back room um five years before its release, you know, but it's still gonna boast that that nomination. That's what's so funny to me. (laughs) So so when it does release and you see that sticker on it, please know that it's probably from its original it was probably impressive in 2017 and now it's like oh is that naval game finally coming out
1: yeah when you see now, that when you see that sticker just think cyberpunk right
0: and the thing is i've had a lot of opinions on this so originally it was supposed to be like a sequel to assassin's creed black flag and it was turned into just a naval game that was not going to be associated with assassin's creed And that sounds like a cool concept. But since that day (laughs) that it was announced, um, Sea of Thieves has come out, and Sea of Thieves has kind of filled that void of what Skull and Bones promised to be. Of course, Skull and Bones looks a lot more realistic, not as cartoonish. Uh, It looks a lot more serious, maybe a lot more violent. Um, But nevertheless, it's still a game about being a pirate and sailing ships through an open world. Uh, So I don't think Sea of Thieves played a role in the delay of this game because realistically when Sea of Thieves came out it did not have the capability of having the player base that Skull and Bones could have being cross-platform. So I I really don't think it played a, a role in the delay unless the gameplay was so similar Sea of Thieves. Remember when Sea of Thieves came out people complained that there wasn't enough to do in the game. They said it was boring, that basically there's three types of missions you could do and that was the main thing that people criticized about the game. I'm wondering if Skull and Bones was the same thing. I'm wondering if two years into development they had made a really good looking boat sailing simulator game (laughs) and there wasn't any Thing to do in the game and they were like so we're near completion but then when they saw the reaction of maybe Sea of Thieves they were like holy shit maybe we don't actually have the game that we thought was a game you know so it, that is possible that they didn't want critics when the game came out to just be like oh it's just Sea of Thieves with different graphics you know
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's really crazy to think about but the other thing that's crazy is if we'll ever get a data leak from Ubisoft, yeah, on yeah. Skull and Bones to see how many different we need like some data games mining, were made,
1: bro. we need some data mining. Yeah. somebody's got to do it, dude. I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, dig something up, man. I'll do some. Here's searching. the thing:
0: there's a data leak. <laughs> there's a data leak for every major game developer, like every year. Yeah. Uh, or two every year or two, so one to two years there's a major data leak, and they kind of all stagger. <laughs> so Ubisoft is probably up for one pretty soon. Uh, they haven't had one recently that I know. <laughs> no, they haven't. So, so I, I assume their their uh, their data leak. And if if they do have a data leak, please do not come after me. I am just saying this with no idea of anyone's intention
1: come at me though I can. I'm also not encouraging anyone to do no this. they can come at me though because I could use the email I'm lonely oh, Yeah. <laughs> no I ain't afraid of them I ain't afraid of them bro
0: hey I know you sent me a cease and desist but what are you doing Friday night yeah. anyway <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's my kind of date night
0: anyway <laughs> um, let me see what I have one more thing in news which is another callback for like multiple years ago Um, so pro evolution soccer skipped a year of releasing a game and they said it was because they were switching to the unreal engine, but a lot of people thought it was because they could not compete with FIFA that so many years of Konami not being able to make a game that was as successful as FIFA maybe they were trying to rethink what the game actually was. And that is actually what happened, because I remember we were talking about the possibilities of what it could do. Before Pro Evolution Soccer skipped a year, a year before that, we talked about 2K, uh, not 2K, NBA Live 19 being the last of the NBA Live games for a year. Oh, yeah, they skipped yeah, yeah. NBA Live 20. And I said during that episode that EA making NBA Live since it's never going to compete with 2K, which was like the only game, it was the only sports game that EA did not have the top game on, basically. EA has the most popular football game, uh, soccer game. Uh, They don't have baseball because baseball is really weird. Baseball has an exclusive contract with the show. It's yeah. really weird. There's no other baseball games. Um, but they had the most popular hockey game. Yes. I think they make the PGA Tour game, don't they? Uh no, 2K makes PGA Tour. Yeah. EA makes the Tiger Woods one, which is yeah. getting rebooted. But anyway. Which is just trash um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, I said that EA needed to make NBA Live a free-to-play game that just updated its roster every year and that it would blow 2K out of the water because people would get tired of buying 2K every freaking year for just roster updates. And I said the reason that EA had their hands tied was if they did that, there would be pressure on them to do that with Madden, there would be pressure on them to do that with their hockey game and every other sports title that they have. You're right. Yeah, uh, Even uh, the MMA games that they have. Um, so I said they kind of have, were in a weird situation because if they did make that choice to be competitive at the basketball market, they would have to say goodbye to at shareholder meetings saying that, hey, we're releasing another Madden this year, which like, is like Call of Duty. It's like, okay, of course you're releasing a Madden, and of course it's going to be your highest selling game. Um, but what Pro Evolution Soccer has done, since it's made by Konami, they don't have other games that have their hands tied. So they are now making Pro Evolution Soccer E Football is going to be the new name, and it's going to be free-to-play, and it's going to have updates. So Pro Evolution Soccer is doing exactly what I said that EA should have done with NBA Live. And Pro Evolution Soccer may make fifa go free to play too because when you think about it fifa needs to be free to play because they already make so much money off of their um in-game purchases yeah, the we already know that yeah. they release that information all the time and i think pro evolution soccer if it is a good enough game and if they market it right and get the word out that it is a game that will update every year I think we may see the end of the yearly sports titles. Oh, and yeah. I feel like we're in the digital age and discs are going away. And that is how sports games need to be. It, you'll get more no people playing it to,
1: and playing in the tournaments and the brackets and stuff like that, because it's free, right? They can build their, they can build their rosters. They can, you know, they have to switch mm-hmm. out their rosters every year, just like you do with fantasy football, except this is actually a game they can get on and play.
0: Right. And in the same sense, it's something that holds even Call of Duty back. Um, you can get really good at Black Ops, and then suddenly all the attention of competitive play is on Modern Warfare. Yep. You know, And then you're like, but I don't want to switch games. And then when you finally do switch games, then a new Black Ops comes out. Exactly. And it's, it's weird for a competitive league to constantly change Games completely change games. Yeah. yeah. And sports titles have done that. Basically, if you want to play competitively in sports titles, uh, once the new game comes out, it's you're in a really awkward position because you have to throw down that money to stay with the competitive bracket. You do. It's so weird, and it doesn't make sense. But I think if pro-evolution soccer is successful, it could force FIFA's hand. And once FIFA's hand's forced, then maybe Madden will have to change. And then once EA changes all their games to free-to-play updates every year. And I mean, don't get me wrong. You will still probably pay more than $60 a year on these games because of really cool uniforms or promotions or banners or shit. You will probably give them more money. But what I have a problem with is... The, I don't have a problem with in-game purchases for free-to-play games... Because some people don't know how to control their spending. That's fine. Whatever. But let's say with Fortnite, or even Paladins. Paladins isn't really free-to-play. It kind of is. But even it's, with Fortnite, it's, since it's free-to-play. Yeah, there's a lot of micros If I put the
1: yearly pass. Yeah, or the season right, pass. I think
0: Fortnite's a good comparison. So with Fortnite, if I spend, let's say I'm crazy, and I spend $200 on cosmetics uh, within a month, And then I put the game down and don't touch it for two years. If I wanted to randomly get into the competitive Fortnite scene in two years, I wouldn't have to buy the game again. I also wouldn't have to go buy some new cosmetics. I could just pop it back up, still have everything that I own, and it's still free. Yeah. I think that's way more attractive than the idea that with sports titles, if you stop playing it during that year, because like with me... I can go months without playing Call of Duty. And then when I pick it back up, I'm like, man, this game is fun for about a month.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then I'll put it back down again. Yeah.
0: The problem with that, with sports titles, or even Call of Duty games, is if you do that too much, the $60 or $70 now that you put into that game, you're kind of throwing it away because the game is less relevant every month that it passes. But with a sports title that's constantly updated and it's free to play, and the only way they make money is off of people who play consistently, you don't have to worry about putting it down for a year. You can get back into it when like, your friends get back into it, or if you get back into it, or if you get a new console and you're just more comfortable playing on that like, server or something. Anything. It makes more sense to me for competitive games to update rather than try to sell you a new version every year. And I really hope Pro Evolution Soccer like, changes all of that. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I've never cared about soccer games before, but I feel like this is important. I feel like Konami has a very important game to make that could change sports games forever. And I, I, I think that, I'm just saying it right now, that if that does happen, this is the monumental moment that they announced that they were doing that because just the announcement even if the game sucks even if it's not popular just the announcement has raised the ears of people at EA like don't 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 be naive and think that they have not heard the news that Pro Evolution Soccer is free to play and that it's going to update every year they are already trying to probably think about a fallback plan if FIFA loses sales to Pro Evolution Soccer because they know that FIFA does not live off of the disc sales it lives off of the in-game purchases you know so i don't know that's all i have to say but that was the big story that i had because it felt like something that we were talking about years ago and i thought that it couldn't happen because ea was controlling the cards yeah but now that konami has no risk
1: but i'm <laughs> doing this move it's crazy i honestly think though that we've been watching this develop over the last few years with many different games and developers and companies that people are getting they're they're thinking out of the box they're not staying in this completely little cozy thing anymore they're they're breaking those those molds man and that's actually that's actually one of the things that I'm going to be talking about about the game that I'm going to talk about New World it's the same kind of thing these these type of games and with PES doing what it's doing um, it's going to break that restrictive style that we're all used to that restriction that says you can't do it unless you do this well these companies are saying bullshit. Yes, we can. And it's it's freaking working, man. And uh, that brings me to New World. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, New World is going to change mm-hmm. the face of MMOs forever. I'm saying that right now. I'm predicting it. I don't give a shit what anybody else says. That is the <laughs> honest to God's truth. That is what's happening. And if you have not got this game yet, if you have not purchased it, or tried to get onto the open beta, which is still available until the second of August, and then the game drops on August thirty first. Get the freaking game if you like MMOs, if you like Skyrim, if you like Elder Scrolls, if you like that early sixteen hundreds feel, but maybe a little more darkness to it in an ultra realistic and detailed world that changes constantly. Get the game. This game is unpredictable, it's fast, it's cool, it's smooth, and it's absolutely beautiful. And I've made a huge list of what I'm going to be talking about. Uh, But first, what I'm going to do is let you know this. This game came from Amazon. Amazon has the shittiest record as far as getting games out. Uh, Brief history of them. The Grand Tour game was released in 2019. This was the only game that Amazon released with any kind of release <laughs> to be honest with you this was based on their series the grand tour and this got a 52 Metascore. game reactor gave it 5 out of 10 screen rant gave it 2.5 out of 5 this game was only basically it was only 50 percent worth anything now this game was released on january 15th 2019 but it was stopped and delisted from playstation xbox and amazon In June of 2020. And the reason why is because they said so the developers could focus their efforts and resources on other projects. And I'm going to tell you right now, I am glad they did. And the reason why is because they have made this incredible new game called New World. Now, they also had some other failures, guys. Breakaway was a team brawler. Didn't even come out. Crucible, a 12-player last man standing game, did not come out. Two secret projects that they had called Nova and Intensity did not come out. Lord of the Rings MMO they were supposed to make, which was going to be this huge open world thing. We even talked about it on the show. I was so excited about this. Mm -hmm. I was ready to just end everything and play nothing but this game. But they had a huge dispute with Tencent and that ended up being tabled also. So that is no longer going to be. In the game or anything like that. Uh, that's not in the in the future, in the projects, nothing. So, with all of that going on, uh, they came out with this game that I've just mentioned called New World. And, guys, this is going to be absolutely epic and huge. The game, I was part of the uh, Alpha, and with that I was able to sign up for what's called the Content Creators Program. So that gave me access to the closed beta, which just dropped on the 20th. and uh I was a little confused right at the beginning. I'm not gonna lie, but it took maybe 30 minutes because the game is engrossing enough to keep you in there right away. Uh, the visuals, the cutscenes that you get before you start are absolutely incredible. and I fell in love with the game. I'm just going to say it right now. This game is going to take up most of my time. Uh, It's absolutely beautiful. It's dropped to huge, uh, great reviews and acclaim from everywhere that I've seen. Uh, The only issues that they've been having with New World are with the RTX 3090s and 3080 video cards. Uh, EVGA is issuing new uh, 3090s to uh, several customers they're going to be getting those cards. Uh these are $2000 plus video cards, guys. And for some reason they were not able to handle the complexity and detail of this game. Now, I run the game on a GTX 1660 Ti. I run it in high settings and I still get 60 plus frames per second and it looks absolutely beautiful. Um, I can only imagine, and I'm extremely jealous if anybody is able to run it in ultra settings, because the detail and the complexity of the game from the foliage and the light shafts to the night sky and the daytime to the detail in the cobblestone inside the city is just beautiful. There's really no other word to put into it. Um, this is everything that you would absolutely expect from an MMO, but more. Um, they open up doors and possibilities of the way to do MMOs now that, like I said, this is going to change MMOs and how they're played and how they're made forever. I honestly, honestly believe that. And what I'm going to start you with is this, the character customization. Um, it's pretty basic. Uh, it's pretty simple. I do like the way you can change the customers. There's really or the the uh, uh, characters. There's really not a lot of uh, uh, huge detail like there would be in other games. Uh, I can't remember which game it was. I think it's, Oh yeah. PGA tour 2 K 21 actually, where you can change, uh, the cheek size, the, you know, all that stuff to make it look as close to you as you possibly want. Um, they don't have that kind of detail in it, but it is still very nice. Um, the character, Mike came out to look pretty well. I actually think he looks a little bit like, uh, Van Helsing from the movie. And, uh, He's got himself his little, you know, you get your little funky clothes or whatnot. And what happens is you are uh, on a ship and you get attacked by a Kraken. Um, the cutscene to this is just gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's intense. Um, I just sat and watched the entire time. Uh, there is quite a bit of this that happens until you're ready to go. And you get shipwrecked. And you wash up on shore in Aeternum. Uh, you're actually on your way to this new land when it happens. And uh, you're set out on a journey. You have to find your way. You have to uh, get to your first city, which is Windsward. Uh, that's the first place that you end up in, the first uh, area. And there is a uh, a village there, a city, a hub that you end up at uh, once you start doing some basic uh, questing. Now, the cool thing about this game. In most MMOs, you expect you have to pick a class. That is out the door. A uh, Class is fucking dismissed on this one. You do not have to worry about that. If you pick up a hammer, a battle hammer, you have a chain of you know, abilities and a direction that you can take when you build up that hammer. So every time you use that hammer against enemies, you're building it up. You pick up a sword and shield, same thing. You pick up a staff, same thing. So you can level up and build and pick a direction for each and every weapon. And if you're tired of being the tank and you're tired of having a shield and a sword and you want to be a caster, well, guess what? Now you have a bow and you have a staff on your back and you're shooting magic and shooting arrows at the guy, or you decide you're going to pick up two battle hammers and you're going to go DPS. You can change your character mid fight. You can change your character mid quest. It's, The beauty of it is you can be everything and anything. It's all about how you build up that weapon and those attributes, and they change as soon as you put that weapon on. Um, I started building a balanced character, so it's everything. I'm leveling up everything in it. And uh, the combat, uh, with that being said, with the weapons and everything, it's all about timing. You go in for attacks, you set up a couple of combinations, and then you set up a big attack, and then you step back and you block. And it's actual blocking. If you don't have a shield, you throw up your two-handed weapon, the guy hits the shaft of the weapon, and you block. As long as you have enough stamina left, you can block. As long as you have enough you know, energy, you can do that. But then you have the ability to dodge and get out of the way in any direction, whether it's forward, left, right, reverse. But it's all about timing, and I absolutely love it because you're not just sitting there hitting a bunch of macros and swinging at something. I was a huge World of Warcraft fan. And um, leading up to this beta release, I've actually uninstalled World of Warcraft after 14 years of playing. I think I've mentioned that before on another show. And it was all about... Leading up to this new world thing. And I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not disappointed in it at all. Uh, Leading from the combat. Where I just said timing is everything. That has to do with PvE and PvP. The beautiful thing about the PvP. Is it feels good. It feels like you're fighting somebody else. It feels like your, your swings. And your blocks actually matter. And you have to do them right. And if somebody kicks your ass, they kick your ass. I was level 11, and I took on a level 17, and I happened to be able to get lucky, and I smoked this guy, because I was blocking. And I smoked him. I got him. But he came after me and probably killed me twice after. Because you can flag in and out of PvP. Now, that takes me to the next thing. Factions. You have factions in this game. You have the Marauders, the Covenant, and the Syndicate. And you can guess by those names that you can they're pretty damn close to what these guys do. Marauders are a brawler based soldier community. These are the guys that get out in the dirt and they do the dirty work for you. Um, They they're right up front. They're basically grunts. You have the covenant and they're more of a cult based magic kind of group. They're, you know, potions, that kind of thing. And then you have the syndicate, which is basically just a bunch of nasty spies and sneaky people. So You have a choice to go with whatever your style of gameplay is. If you're a rogue and a spy and all that, you want to be the syndicate. If you're more of a caster and that kind of a thing, and that's going to be your main play, join the covenant. If you're a brawler, join the marauders and each one comes with a specific color. You get to dye your armor after you join them, but you are not allowed to change factions for 120 days after you join a faction. And you are able to join PVP against other factions. If you're flagged for PVP, you can only be attacked by other factions, not your own. Uh there are quests and things that you can do. Now, that being said, you also have a thing called companies. Companies are the same as guilds. You build your guilds up. The coolest thing that I saw in here, the coolest fucking thing that I saw is a guy that streams on Twitch, Triocast. He and I were playing and All of a sudden, we're in this, we're in Winsward, we're in this city, and the name changed. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Well, this company called the Hot Tub Streamers, by the way, who were part of the Marauders, which we were part of that faction, had built their standing up in that territory and collected enough money, which is 100,000 gold, and you get your reputation built up, which is your standing. They bought the city. so. Now their banners are flying everywhere. And if you're a part of that faction, then you can purchase housing in the city once your company owns the city. So you can decorate your house. You can build your neighborhood. You can be living across the street from your buddy (laughs) in this game. It's freaking completely awesome. You can decorate it how you want it to look. This is your in-game home while you're playing New World. But it doesn't feel like it is weighed down and too much grinding like it did in World of Warcraft. It seems more streamlined, but you still have to put in the work, if that makes sense. So you have to build up your reputation. You have to build up your company. You have to save up your money. You buy the city. Mm -hmm. Once that happens, people who own other cities, other factions can attack your city. Now there is this corruption that is out there in the PvE environment that eventually that corruption is going to spread and the corruption could spread into your city and you have to fight off the invaders the PvE the NPCs you have to fight off the PvP players that want to come and attack your cities and take your you know your uh, your supplies and stuff that's something that they can do they can destroy everything and take it away from you so you lose your home that you put your time into, all this stuff. So there is benefits to joining these factions and then joining a company or a guild. Uh, so it's it's got a lot of detail to it. And the last thing that I'm going to tell you guys about is the crafting. And it's just like any other game that you would expect. Now, in World of Warcraft, I'm not familiar with a lot of other... Uh, of the MMOs, I was mainly a world of Warcraft player. You're able to pick, uh, two of the major, um, uh, professions. So you can pick mining and you pick blacksmithing, which makes sense. You can pick herbalism and you can pick, uh, the, um, the one that crafts potions. You can pick fishing and cooking, all this different stuff that you can do. And you're limited to only those two, and then you have to re-roll if you want to switch it out, which costs you gold, etc. But you can also do the uh, uh, first aid, uh, fishing, and you can do cooking. So those two can roll together. Uh, but skinning and all that stuff, those are major, major uh, professions, and you have to learn those separately. Well, in this game, that's not the case. You can level up everything. Uh, while you're running around, there is so much... Uh, uh, gathering that you can do in the environment—it's literally everywhere. So people were not stepping over each other, gathering stuff up. Um, the sound of chopping the wood is—it's crazy, but it is very refreshing and authentic. The sound of hitting rocks with your pickaxe, whether you're in a closed area or an open uh, cavern where you know, or or gully where people—it's going to echo. That's how it sounds. It's very, very detailed and ultra realistic, and it's almost, it's almost uh, satisfying when you're playing the game and you get that kind of thunk of the axe hitting the wood, or that that ting of the pickaxe hitting the rock or the metal. So it's very satisfying in that respect. But my favorite part of the crafting, guys, I'm gonna tell you this right now, <laughs> it was the fishing. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, you have to watch how you reel in. Uh, you have to watch the tension on the line. It shows you a little green to yellow to red reel. If you go to red, obviously you snap your line. But I did a little bit of fishing and I was checking it out and I caught a 12.8 pound bass. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It just tells you what it is. Does it just tell you the guy holds the fish up and it looks like a damn bass? I got a salmon. And it looked like a damn salmon. I got a catfish and it looked like a flathead catfish. It was insane. <laughs> The detail they put into this game is amazing. So I'm going to tell you this 100%. This game is going to change MMOs. People are going to be copying the Amazon mold and using it to their benefit to create new games. This, This is going to change everything, guys. New World, get it, play it. I recommend it. 150 million freaking percent. I can't recommend it any more than that, guys. It's just it's one of the most amazing games I've played uh in a long, long time as far as MMOs. And uh I can't wait till the 31st because this is gonna take up all of my time. All of my time. But that's all I got, <laughs> brother. <laughs> I mean,
0: it it has been the most hyped game that they have been developing despite the fact that every other game that they've been developing has been
1: cancelled and it's it's 100% (laughs) worth the hype dude it is so Mm -hmm. good it is so good and each time I play it it gets that much more better it's just something that is you can soak your time into this game dude because it is that amazing and you could just sit there dude by a campfire in the middle of a field and just look at the view. It's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy how beautiful it is. The hunting, the animals, everything is amazing. It's just amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, I need to look up gameplay on it because it sounds, it sounds a lot like other games, but like if it does everything better than other games, I think it does.
1: Cool. I, I think yeah. you, you should look at it because it's, it is, you're going to have that feel. You know, you're going to have that Skyrim feel. You're going to have that Dark Souls kind of feel in the combat. Uh, you're going to have that World of Warcraft feel. But then again, it's its its own freaking game, dude. It's it It's just different, but it's in the best possible way that it could be. I love the fact that you can, if you decide you're done being a brawler and you want to shoot some magic and stand back for a bit, you can shoot magic. You just got to pick up a staff and go. Level this sub bitch up and you're good. The bosses look amazing. It's just everything, everything. I now I like I said at the beginning, I got 5 keys and I think I messaged you and you I don't think you had enough time to look at the uh <laughs> the thing. There were several people, dude, because of work and other stuff that would have taken the key, but they felt like they couldn't put the time into it. And they they were like, well, it should be streamed. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. Just play it. But I gave away all five. All five of those people have purchased the game. All five of them. Because it's that good. It just takes MMOs to the next level. That I really think it's probably the best direction MMOs could take right now. There's probably some tweaking I may not have thought of and something that I didn't see, but yeah. This some bitch has my endorsement. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm literally in love with this game.
0: Yeah, uh, MMOs are daunting. Just the word MMO scares me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it used to with me too. I had a really hard time when I started with World of Warcraft, but this isn't like that, dude. The I had so much fun with just the proximity chat on this that I'm walking around and I leave it on push to talk because you know. I'm talking to a stream or whatever. They don't need to hear all that. So I decided, you know what? I'm kind of bored. So I'm just going to walk through the city. Well, I figured out how to slow down my walk because you're in an automatic run most of the time. So you hit left control. You're just walking, you know, just walking around. So I hit V, hit voice chat. And I started dancing and I'm singing BG songs. And next thing you know, (laughs) I've got a group around me and we're all just singing BG songs and dancing. It was just a fun. And people were like, hey, you know, one guy was a little bit of a smart ass. <laughs> and he said, hey, here's a trade. And he gave me a penny. And then he said, I love you, Hill House. It's kissed. You know, the, the kiss sounded. I was like, man, this is too. I started laughing. I'm just like, you guys are so fucking funny and awesome. But everybody was having just a great time. I It didn't feel toxic. It didn't feel complainy. It didn't feel any of that. You, you know, before the game, the actual uh uh Beta dropped on the 20th. There was so much negativity in the chats, in the reddits, all this different in the forums. It was just so much negativity. This shit shut it up after day one, after day one. It's just that amazing. And I cannot wait to see what they do next. You only get to see a small portion of the map. We were exploring areas that we should not have been in because we were getting one shotted. And then you, If you don't have a campfire set up next to that location, well, you know, I ended up being, uh, what was it? Almost three kilometers away according to the map. (laughs) So you have to do some traversing once again. But uh, it shows blurry parts of a map around it. The world that they're going to create is absolutely huge and just vast. And I just can't wait to see what they do. It's going to be so cool. So cool. So I'm going to shut up because I'm gushing like a little girl (laughs) no we're good
0: um no that was that was a good uh analysis I thanks that you played it because I definitely was not going to be the one of those two that would have had a good opinion on it
1: every game that I played Um, was amazing dude every single one of them was great I mean I I (laughs) I never thought I'd be into a driving simulator and snow runner was amazing (laughs) It is so cool. I mean, I, I'm keeping the sumbitch on my... I got rid of two of my Batman games just so I could keep the game on there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's that good. Yeah. But everything I talked yep. about, guys, every single game, if you get a chance, if you haven't tried it, break out of your zone, man, and give it a try. It, they are so good. Such good games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think New World of the games you played. I think New World is the most attractive. Oh of yes. the games you played. Um, even Snow Runner, as cool as it is, I played M- Mud Runner, uh-huh. which is probably similar. Yes, same uh, company. I remember it got kind of frustrating because it's just like so hyper realistic that um, it it was just crazy. The most minute tax tasks were. Um, incredibly difficult. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. There it's a very, it's a very, but it's one of those games that you don't have to grind it. You can go back to it and just play for a couple of mind numbing hours and leave it and go back to what you were doing. If you need something different to do, but it's, it the, it, the detail of it is so beautiful. Uh, snow runner just came out last year Mm -hmm. and I'm playing it in ultra settings and it is just crazy, crazy, beautiful. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those games. That's more like that. It, it, I mean, it's a simulator. Um, I know some people that are very much into simulators. I'm not. So this is just something that I'm going to play on occasion, you know, kind of like riding a moped. I'm going to do it. Just nobody's going to see me. No, I'm kidding. I love <laughs> snow runner. I actually do like the game, but it's not one that I'm going to be investing a lot of time in like uh, new world, new world's going to take a lot of time. I'm going to be putting a ton of time into it. It's going to be New World PGA Tour and then like Scum Escape from Tarkov and then the rest. You know. That's basically going to be my agenda for the next year. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, State, and, of, uh, Decay, State of Decay too. You've got me into that one. Thank you very much. I've been playing that on PC <laughs> now and I love it. It's fun. I love it. Yeah. I can't wait for State of Decay 3. I love the trailer that I've seen. It looks scary as hell and uh the animals are going to be zombies. I love it.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that one, too. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing uh, State of Decay 2 as well. Is that Crossfire? Uh I don't know. I really don't I know. I feel out. like they need to add some quality of life stuff into it. Um, they changed. They've changed so much that I'm not sure if we have like motion blur on or something, but it's like it's hard to track now. I feel like it used to be easier to play. Um, motion I think blur, they've man. added so many graphical updates <laughs> that now the uh, the motion blur is rough. But Mo- Motion blur is the most
1: useless thing. That and film grain, I think, are the two useless things that they've ever put in video games. Camera shake. I can understand the camera shake. I feel a little more immersive. Uh, that's something, actually, uh, that I can mention real quick <laughs> about New World 2 is... I took I turned motion blur off, but the focus that they have it set on. When I'm focused on another object and I'm zoomed out and I can see my guy, my guy's a little blurry because I'm actually focused on what I'm focused on, like you would be in real life. It gives you that 3D kind of focus and, and look at it all. Yeah. Um, and you can zoom in to play first person and zoom all the way out to play you know not as tiny as world of warcraft but yeah it it's yeah i just <laughs> i'm going to be gushing about this game for the next i'm i'm not kidding i'm going to be talking about it forever go buy the game you code house 15 no i'm kidding i don't have a code yet but i will get one <laughs>
0: you do. use code uh, hill house 15 it's not going to do anything but you could try <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: But anyway, uh I think it was a good show. Uh glad to be back. Yes. Uh, and um uh, we will catch y'all next week with more newest news in gaming and uh or at least new world out. news. <laughs> Probably yeah, more new world news. Um, but, but no, I Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm excited for some games coming out and, Yes. Uh, I think we can talk more about that stuff. I'm really I'm really excited about that Konami thing. So
1: we'll yeah, see, if yeah, there's any yeah,
0: updates on that, but probably not next week.
1: <laughs> oh, and also, I'm going to be talking about the new Steam handheld that's coming out. I, I'm getting more details on it, and I already have quite a bit. This thing is yeah. amazing, guys. I, and this is another game changer that, that I'm going to talk about. I'm telling you right now. You're gonna be very impressed if you haven't already heard about this but we'll be talking about it next week in great detail because I've got a severe list of things that this thing can do. Sweet.
0: All we'll catch y'all next week. later.
1: later.